Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you, wherever you are in this world. You're listening to Clef Science, and I'm Captain Keith. Today's new episode is a music review we're going to do on artist Grace Sing Sludge. Her new record is called Christ Mocked and the End of a Relationship. So this album's been released on Empty Cellar Records, which is the home to, to Grace, uh, Grace Cooper, also known as Gracing Sludge, and her old band, The Sandwiches. Uh, this record actually uh, is accompanied with a 32-page booklet of, of Grace's illustrations and lyrics. So let me uh, read to you um, how her label describes this record, and then we'll go into my review. There has always been a dreamy American Gothic sensibility to Cooper's sound, and on Christ Mocked, she continues to lean into this mood and presents us with a collection of deeply felt ballads and stories that have as much in common with Shirley Jackson as they do Karen Dalton or anything we've heard from her before. Taking the album to the studio has added some polish to Grace Sing Sludge, but as these songs and stories intertwine, it's clear that Cooper is evolving her sound forward in strange and unexpected ways. Even putting her own spin on an audio, on an audio drama with the Hackers and Borderlands. This is very much the sound of an artist experimenting and pushing expectations. Beneath the surface of these songs is a lovely mystery, a whelm in the gloom, a hope and a resilience that glow and thrive in the bottomless sea. Grace Cooper plays all instruments on Christ Mocked except drums and piano on the song Horror for People That Don't Like Horror, played by Nick Russo slash Dix Do So, or AKA Dix Do So. So that's what you know her label has released uh, to describe this record. So, And now let me get into my review on this record. So first of all, let me uh, describe the album cover. It's very cool. It's uh, very artistic. It's a drawing of a woman um, who who may be Grace. Um, she's sitting on like three steps, and she's uh, looking to the right, and she's nude, and her knees are together while her legs and feet are spread apart, and there's like she's holding like this stick or a long branch or long, yeah, a long, a long branch or a long flower. I'm not quite sure. And the portrait is, it's like it's in black and white, but it might be like a, uh, pink or pastel or beige lining. I'm not quite sure. Um, but the lady is wearing a hat and she's looking to the right. And like I said, in the, the pose is to the right. I mean, she's like, she may be staring off, uh, like she's staring at you, but she's staring to the right of you or to the left of you. Very intriguing. Um, it's, it's like a very nice painting. They'd be in a, in an art gallery. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Very creative. Uh, so that's the cover of the record. I want to mention that to you. So now, getting into the, the album. <laughs> the first song is actually called Christ, and um, we'll give you the clean version, Christ Freaky Mocked. Yeah, yeah, that's how we'll 
say the or effing mocked <laughs> that's the uh, name of the first song and the song starts off with a, a kick drum snare drum cymbal combo starts the song off a rhythm, a rhythm guitar and organ come in the rhythm guitar is clean and, and, and like jangly the bass is in the forefront it's it's subtle and smooth and anchors the song grace's voice is hauntingly sweet and mesmerizing it has a a like alt country rock feel to it the organ has a church folk indie rock feel to it uh, the song is uh, is all feeling stripped down to basics but so full at the same time and the song is about the disillusionment of, of jesus christ and the dangers of hero worship but the irony is, is that Grace has dreams about Christ on her doorstep, looking to shake her hand and give her commands. I mean, what an image of that, you know? Christ uh, effing mocked us, you know, sorry, here's the lyrics. Christ effing mocked us, we're always gonna do exactly what we'll do, do as thou may. And it's true that we're doomed, Christ effing mocked. Where did you go now, our good friend? too hard for me to envision hero worship and it's sad in but I I have been thinking about it and you are always going to do exactly what you do do as thou may and it's true I'm with you and I am lost because I could no sooner worship a living man than have God on my doorstep and him command me to reach out and shake his hand but I've been dreaming about it make me scream and jump out of it holy ghost <laughs> i mean so yeah that's <laughs> i mean that's like a very powerful and uh and symbolic uh song lyrically speaking the next song we'll talk about is called uh, he's in our hearts uh, this song starts off with a great singing and a stripped down rhythm guitar playing faintly in the background Grace sounds like a possessed spirit, an angel, all at the same time, which is kind of impossible to do, but she does it with ease. Seriously, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, He's in Our Hearts is a great example of that. This song feels like a slow march to the cemetery to bury someone you love. This song is about uh, basically how Satan failed to get you. You know, and that the battle of good versus evil, God versus Satan. Uh, you feel sorry for him because you have God in your heart, but you know Satan will try again. <laughs> right? So the never-ending battle. So he's in our hearts. Um, here's the lyrics. He's in our hearts. Underneath these tears of garden, our hearts. Not sorry for myself. I'm sorry for hell for opening its mouth and continuing to fail. Not sorry for myself, I'm sorry for hell, for opening his gates, and he wasn't there. You didn't know who you were effing with. Ooh, he's in our hearts. Not sorry for ourselves, we're sorry for hell, for trying to take the soul of one you cannot tell. Can't tell where to go, can't tell what to do. Not sorry for ourselves, Satan, we are sorry for you. And I believe, but I don't know that he'll come back any day. <laughs> yeah so now mind you if you have 
the vinyl version of this, or if you have the digital release of this, um, and you read the lyrics, the lyrics are cool because there's the, 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 the lyric book, you see the lyrics to the left and you see her illustration describing the song to the right in color. And it's, uh, it's very cool. It's, it's nice. So you can tell the, there was a lot of work put into this, you know, giving you that lyric book and then putting and a lot of work putting you know, a lot of work put into the record as well. So the next song I want to talk about is called "The Pledge," um, and this song is about promising your lover that you are going to uh, get it together and buy them needful things like a ticket to Graceland, even if you don't go. <laughs> it's 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 and to me, when I listen to the pledge, it's. It's the point and sentiment that matters in regards to the pledge you're making to your lover. Um, a declaration of love and promise that you are devoted and that you are not afraid to show your loved one how far you were willing to go to be with them. So that's what that song is about. The next song I want to talk about is called The Hackers. And it's a song about a man who lost his mind after a failed game show TV appearance. Uh, the song has Grace doing a spoken spoken word in a Brothers Grimm, like dark fairy tale type of style. The music sounds like either guitar strings or harpsichords, I'm not quite sure, that sound grating behind Grace's voice. Um, the music production has a very dark cinematic feel to it. Uh, the, the song feels like it could be a part of the Psycho soundtrack um, from Alfred Hitchcock or like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre soundtrack. It has a subtle yet simmering feel to its delivery. And uh, Grace's voice is, it's like she changes it up with this song because it's just her nice, uh, soft and pleasant voice just giving you the story. It's a spoken word, like like I said, like it's a, like a, like a dark fairy tale. So here's the, you know, the lyrics. In the farthest corner of an abandoned lot down the long drive, Past the painted sign that reads, those over 14 will be shot. They're stacked with old houses as a sort of a tree, stacked all the way up, up, up. As far as the eye can see, it's bloated and twisted and starting to lean. A condemned Disneyland, a perverted Swiss family dream. The base and the entrance are caked over with mud and surrounded by a pool of solidifying sludge. Dopo Detachimo still dwells in the tree. You see, he slowly went mad after a failed appearance on a game show on TV. He lurches himself forward and through the dense air that slows him still slower as he mounts the stair. His lips are fat and glazed, his eyes just swollen slats, magnified five times behind Coke bottle glass. But he's easy enough to avoid in the tree, much easier that is than his mother indeed. They built up the tree with best of intentions. It was a place just for children to play unattended and some brave kids still dared themselves up the strange column, but there upon entering, they turned rather solemn. For less air to breathe, they find with each conquered story and less light they see except what breaks through in little glories and dust swirls around them and smothers, oh dear and crawls up their nose, down their throats, in their ear. And each turn turns them around, and mostly they just turn back down 
and hardly anyone ever makes it as far as the room that I once found. For I once toddled up to the tip top of the tree when I was just a tot, well, four, maybe three. When we watched a horror movie I recall was called The Hackers, about a beautiful young woman and the chainsaw attackers. And I got to stay and watch the whole thing. And to this very day, it really stayed with me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you just picture what she's saying, you're like, wow, okay, that's crazy. But very interesting and intriguing. Very cool storytelling on that song. Uh, falling in love with him again was the most exciting time of my life. That's another song. <laughs> it almost sounds like, like a statement that I'm making to someone. No, that's a song. That's a song of the record. It has an acoustic piano that anchors the song behind Grace's voice. Just an acoustic piano. Uh, it's very cool. That's just the only instrument. Her and Grace. Sort of. <laughs> um, just the piano and Grace singing over it. That's it. Um, very intimate, very personal. A declaration of love and wondering if the other person still loves them too. That's what the song's about. Uh, very interesting. Uh, falling in love with him again was the most exciting time of my life. Uh, here's the lyrics to it. I time to forget it. The most exciting thing. Hope I'll still be in wonderment amongst all my wonderings. As time goes by, pray don't take from it. Not at all. The most exciting thing, if I can remember, oh, anything, please, let it be it. Do you still love me? So now, In Your Arms Forever, the next song I want to talk about is a song about a love that lasts even beyond a physical death. Um, very sweet, very optimistic song. Perhaps uh, the most uh, optimistic song on the record, actually. And then uh, there's a song called Horror for People That Don't Like Horror. Uh, that has a clean rhythm guitar that is the only instrument playing. Uh, Grace's vocals have more of a folk vibe going on here. The song feels very delicate and sad. It's uh, about a young woman's sexual experience with her boyfriend that isn't all that great. Uh, she seems bored and he deflects and talks about the experience in an unflattering way. The rhythm guitar is uh, moody yet somber. Um, the song also, or, or should I say moody and somber. The song also feels like a, a loss of uh, like virginity, innocence, and intimacy that leaves her feeling numb because the boyfriend involved is just selfish and cruel. Horror for people that don't like horror. Um, yeah, it's, the lyrics are, uh, very personal, um, very, it, it definitely sucks you in. So I felt a little sad though, once I was listening to it and, <laughs> and read it, it just, yeah, yeah. But if that's the emotion that she was uh, looking to convey, she definitely did that on this song for me. Here's the lyrics. Picture me 14 in the bed, white eyed, looking upwards at Zeb. Then he goes round and tells everyone that it was just like, you know, screwing a dead chick. Yeah, I'm using the clean version here. Uh, that's life. 
That's life, yeah. You don't feel nothing at all. Got a boyfriend gone through his backpack. Found a porn rental called Planting Seeds. Sounds like a book, actually. Excuse me, I'm sorry. (laughs) I digress. It's kind of crazy. But he just got mad because I was drunk. So he didn't want to think about what was inside of me. What was inside me. Uh, That's life, yeah. You, You don't feel nothing at all. Can't get mad when they go off. Show your blood to everyone. Can't get mad in this long, bad, ugly world. It isn't fun. So when your wife... She don't seem impressed. My first kiss, it was ruined by a sneeze. I remind myself she don't like scary movies. And I go up and get another drink. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, that just kind of made me feel sad. It's like, ouch, ooh. Um, Borderlands is uh, about two couples living together and one of the couples is like slowly disappearing. This is the second uh, spoken word song on the on the album. Grace's storytelling is, is, is great once again. Uh, the lyrics to the song. The song has a, like a, a fairy tale carnival-like sound to it. Uh, Grace is performing spoken word vocals. Like I said, the organ gives off a carnival circus feel. The drums and rhythm guitar anchor the song. Snare-heavy kick drum rhythm. So, and, and here's the uh, lyrics of Borderlands. An undercover man and an undercover woman work together and frequent various fast food restaurants. Their exact purpose was unknown. What is known is they were meant to be subtly intimidating. They were extraordinarily tall and extraordinarily thin and hid themselves beneath wide-brimmed hats, lawn jackets, and sunglasses. Underneath they appeared, almost skeletal, but with no signs of having bones under their nearly pearlescent skin. They lived in a white shoebox-like apartment, illuminated only by a large window above their bed. One morning they awoke to find another couple living there with them. This other couple were by no means extraordinary, and in fact, the only remarkable thing about them was this new female looked just like the first female would if she were normal. They went about their business as if they had always lived there. But each day they stayed, the, uncover, the undercover woman became more and more translucent. At the same time, the undercover man was becoming more solid, more filled out. He gained color and no longer resembled his original self. One night, the undercover man found the undercover woman sitting in the bathtub. I'm only a few inches of water and with her entire midsection gone. The only thing left was the spiderweb string remnant of what was once her spine. Do you still love me? What a very creative and fascinating story. Um, It sounds like something from a Stephen King novel or something from the Twilight Zone, or, or something that could have been in the movie Us. <laughs> the way Grace uh, narrates her stories is very vivid. Uh, you feel like you're in a movie when you hear the song, or you're reading uh, another fairy tale book, or, or just a, you know, a, a dark short story. It's very cool.
The lyrics on this record are at times dark, honest, abstract, and intriguing. The singing and spoken word on this album are equally compelling. This record has a slow, intense burn that is also pure and raw. Grace sings Sludge, her album Christ Mocked, and the end of a relationship is a record that truly delivers. The promise and declaration of love, the loss of love, the absence and presence of God, and the ugliness of people uh, make this record one of the most intriguing albums to come out in a long time. You know, I said earlier that it had like an all-country rock feel, but uh, I may not be doing um, her uh, justice by describing her sound and her album that way. It, there's definitely a, a country and a folk feel to it, and this and, and, and indie rock feel to it. And when she combines her sound, and perhaps she is actually experimenting with her sound and pushing um, the envelope. What I can say about that is that this, her sound is uh, in the sea of copycats, musically speaking. Uh, Grace Sing Sludge is definitely an original. Uh, she has created her own sound, as far as I'm concerned, and I I, I can't wait to see where it, it goes from here. This is a great record. It's you know I've reviewed the record, and I, I, you know I'm going to go back and listen to it again because I'm just still trying to you know to have an artist give you a, a raw. Uh, stripped down pure pure bass production uh, with the with the with the delivery of the instrument of the instruments uh, and make it have a less is more feel make it fill up a room it's a uh, it's awesome because I, I don't usually get a chance to hear music that way and uh she definitely comes through and delivers uh, with this record I mean on a scale of one to ten with one being the worst and ten being the best I give it like an eight out of ten but I'm gonna I'm going to go back to this record and listen to it some more because it's <laughs> I'm still learning from it. I'm still enjoying it. And it's definitely, like I said, she she's created her own sound. And that's, you know, it's it's there's only a few artists out here today who can do that, especially like in rock and roll and in the alternative or indie scene, in the indie rock scene. There's yeah, I it's very cool. Very good record. Once again, the album is called Christ Mocked and the end of a relationship by gracing sludge uh check it out you uh, won't be disappointed and of course with the spotify version of this uh podcast episode that i'll be doing you'll hear selections from grace's record another thing about gracing sludge uh, that, I, that i have to talk about is that her music videos, the, the ones that I've seen, are awesome. <laughs> they are amazing. Uh, very creative. Uh, you know, there's this, they're not with these uh, elaborate productions, but they're, they're raw. Um, they are a very cool kind of a, uh, dark sexy sinister <laughs> um, 
when I watch your music videos, they remind me kind of, they're very David Lynchian to me. Um, I think they're really cool. They're bizarre and intriguing and I can't stop watching. I can't, yeah. Um, and I, I, I gotta tell you, most music videos I see today bore the crap out of me. Uh, people don't even try to be creative anymore. Um, Gracing Sludge um, from her, her, her music to her music videos, there's always a lot of creativity uh, put into it and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy them. That's another, that's another reason why I became a fan of Grace Sing Sludge is when I saw her music videos, I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> this is cool. This is, uh, yeah, yeah, just very engaging, very, you're like, what is this? I mean, you, you're just trying to figure out what's going on. You, you know, you just, uh, but, but it's just, it's just really cool. Um, yeah, they're also sometimes like sometimes they're in black and I mean they're they can be in black and white uh, or color. You, you don't know until you see the video. I mean her videos, but yeah, she has great music videos. Very, um, like I said, everything that she's doing, you know, whether it's the music or the music visual aspect of it, it's just very creative and very cool. Um, but I had to mention that, you know, when you're if, for all you musicians out here, if you're going to do a music video, talk about your song, you know, let us see what it's about. It's supposed to be like a, a five minutes, you know, a sonic movie, a, 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 a five minute short film on the song, because what a lot of musicians fail to realize is the reason music videos became so popular uh, throughout the world was because, you know, how many times has any one of you heard a song on the radio that you just didn't like but you saw the music video to it and you loved the music video and then because of that you liked the song and you bought the record and you became a fan of this artist you know that's what the music video is supposed to do for you if you don't already like the song the music video is supposed to convince you to buy the record or the cd or, or the digital digital download but it's it's also or the cassette but it's also supposed to um change your mind if you if you want or if you're on the fence it's supposed to pull you over that fence and have you on the side of the artist and grace sing sludge does that uh very very well i love her videos i'm looking forward to seeing what her next music video will be but i just wanted to mention that to you good people the planet earth and the known universe so and once again thank you for listening hope you had a good time i know i did and if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please like or subscribe or hit favorite. And until next time. Oh, well, before I sign off, I also wanted to let you know what my favorite songs were on the album. So Christ, Effie Mocked. It's, yeah, that's one of them. Uh, He's in Our Hearts. Uh, Born Again Wagon. <laughs> I didn't talk about the song in the, in the, in the in this episode, but I'll just say this. That song, um, from what I could tell when I was reading the lyrics, it just seems to be about somebody who um, may feel guilty about committing sins or, or you know, having troubles and is on and off. You know, they, they, they do what they do. They might be even hedonistic. Um, and then they, the next day they want to repent and be born again, try to start anew and basically try to be Christ-like, but knowing that they're probably going to fail and say, Hey, you know, it's hard trying to be you. I mean, that's the, that's the gist of what I got from the lyrics. Um, 
still deciphering them, but I love the song. I love the, the keys uh, in this song. They, they, they really, um, yeah, it's just really, it's just, it's just a nice lot of groove to that track. So yeah, Born Again Wagon, that's probably my favorite song in the album, actually. Or it was one of them. So, uh, The Pledge, uh, The Hackers, Falling in love with falling in love with him again was the most exciting time in my life. That, that just that song title is just amazing. <laughs> I just feel like I'm telling somebody that when it's actually a song title, but I just love that title. Yeah, that's another one of my favorites. Uh, friend to all, uh, trying to be everything to everyone, and you know you can fall short. You know, definitely. In Your Arms Forever. Like I said, um, very sweet song. And Borderlands. There you go. Those are, those are my uh, favorite tracks on the record. So until next time, see you somewhere out in space. I mean, when I watch your music videos, I feel like I'm in a Twin Peaks episode from David Lynch's cult classic television series. And the Gracing Sludge, Grace Cooper, you know, played by Grace Cooper, is another character that we didn't know about, you know, like, uh, you know, this hidden surprise. And you're like, who's this lady? You know, she might be related to the log lady. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like she's a part of that series. <laughs> and you just can't wait to see her song and, and, and the story unfold when you're watching music videos. That's that's what it feels like when I'm watching it. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. I had to mention that, but I feel like I'm in a lost episode of Twin Peaks and she's a new character for me to, to discover. So yeah, her music videos are that good and that cool, quirky. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say that, yeah. <laughs>